Hi everybody, welcome back to the uh, the second gathering on a Wednesday night of The Risen. And we're going to be jumping right back into our uh, study, me and Caitlin here. And we're going to be uh, going back into the book of Ephesians, and we're going to be in chapter 2 this Wednesday. So if you'll join me, uh, Ephesians 2, starting in verse 1. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work, and the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passion of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great of the great love which he loved us, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive, together with Christ, by grace, you have been saved, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming age he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing it is a gift of God not a result of works so that no one may boast for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them Therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you are you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing walls of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he may create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached Peace to you who are who were far off, and peace to those who are near. For though, for, for through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you are also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Yeah, so I'm going to be kind of talking about the bottom pieces, starting in uh, really in verse 18, but I'm going to go in 19, and it says you're no longer strangers and aliens, but you're fellow citizens. Um, I love that because, again, going back to, like, the first uh chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1, you know, when we were talking about uh, being adopted and things like that, well, this right here, it says citizens, which is um, really, really good because, you know, when you think about becoming a citizen, you know, you take on responsibilities and things like that, and uh, the, uh, just being the role of, uh, being it, stepping in that role and, and uh, taking part in that and, and being a part of it, you adopt uh, these details and different things uh once you become that and uh like i've said before in the, in the last one you know 
being adopted, having God just kind of putting his arm around you and bringing you in there, you know, him making you a citizen of his own family and of, of his household. Um, it's just really reassuring. And then going on, how it says it was built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the cornerstone. That's, um, you know, we hear it in church growing up all the time. We have to have a good foundation. Christ has to be our foundation. It has to be where we start. Um, and then also uh, how it says in 21, being joined together grows into a holy temple of in the Lord, excuse me, in the Lord. And I, I love that because, you know, not only do you just become a part of this family and this household, and not only um, do you start out with that good foundation, but you continue to grow. You don't sit, you don't get complacent, you don't get comfortable. And once you're a part of that, you, you have that job. It's another part of, you know, taking on a little bit of responsibility when, when it comes to being a part of this whole family and household and everything. You, you have a job to um, do everything you can and everything God's will and everything he commands us to do to keep growing. And the more you grow um, in your walk, you know, the, mo the more um, easier it is to have faith and to trust and to even share the gospel and, and, and showing others how they can grow as well. It's not a one and done type thing. You have to continue uh, to work on your walk and things like that when you're, it's not, it's not necessarily like a, you have to earn the right to be there, because by all means, we could never earn the right to be there, but it, it's, it definitely, I don't know, sometimes I always feel like we should almost kind of just think about that a little bit, so we know we're always doing as much as we can, but there's really nothing we can do to earn it, but that's the that's the amazing and glorious part about it is the fact that we can't earn it, but God still brings us, brings us in and, you know, makes us citizens with him and his household. And, you know, we just, just love that because, uh, it, it like, and I said it in the last one too, you know, uh, it doesn't matter where you come from, uh, who you are, uh, you know, what you've done. Um, you know, we, we don't deserve it because we are all sinners, but Christ doesn't care about that. And he uh, brings us into that. And, and you continue, you have to keep, and like I said before, you have to keep, um, excuse me, stuttering a little bit. You have to keep, you have to keep growing. Um, it it kind of sounds weird. You have to keep growing in order to keep growing, if that even makes sense. Um, but yeah, like you can't, you, you just can't stop. You can't, it's not a one and done thing. And that's something that's super, super important. Mm -hmm to remember as a Christian because it's it's so easy to get comfortable and to get complacent and to just, you know, accept Christ and then you're done. Um, it's kind of like when people, um, they'll sin and they'll ask for forgiveness, but then they'll just go right back to it. You can't just, you know, you can't do your own thing until you until you need it. Yeah. It has to be a continuous, a continuous thing. It's the pursuit of growth. Yeah. Um, and I, I just want to talk about kind of more of the beginning part and, um, you know, um, in the ESV version, at least the title for, um, verses one through, uh, 10 is, um, by grace through faith. And, um, I, I think that really kind of sums up what, what Paul is talking about here. Um, but also like, um, you know, so we're going to start here in, in the verse one, um, you know, it, it we've got here laid out a, a gospel presentation 
Um, and uh, so, you know, it talks about how, you know, we're dead in our trespasses, um, you know, in our sins and like the way we walked um, before knowing Christ. We were dead in that and there was nothing we could do um, to free ourselves in that. And we were actually, it says here, following the prince of the power of the air and the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Like we were um, inadvertently devoted to sin um, just by nature. And so, you know, we lived out the passions of the fr- of the flesh, um, carrying out the desires of our own bodies. Um, and, and then it says, you know, in that mind, by nature, we were children of wrath. Um, for one, I want to point out that when Paul is addressing people here, he's addressing Christians, and he's talking about this because, you know, I think it's important that he says, like the rest of mankind, because what he's kind of showing in this is that there's nothing different from the people that he's talking to that are saved from the rest of the world. There is no um, greater reason that they're saved than anyone else. And I, I think that's really important um, as we, we go farther in this. So then it says, but God being rich in mercy. And, you know, one of the most powerful statements in the Bible is but God. Because usually but God is um, is followed up by, or not followed up by, um, comes after um, this spelling of doom um, when basically we're told we have no hope. And then you get, but God, which is where everything changes. Um, So, but God being great in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, um, even when we were dead, even when we were um, sinning against us, he sends Christ to make us alive. And and then it says here, by grace, you have been saved. And then, you know, it talks about how we're raised with him. We're we're put um, at his right hand. We're brought to the heavenly places. Um... But even more importantly, I want to show, um, as it continues to talk about that, um, in verse 8, it says a statement that I think is is very important um, and kind of touched back on what Caitlin was saying earlier. But it says, for you have been, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. This is, this is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one can boast. I think that statement is um, very important, important in showing the fact that Salvation is not something that I could earn or, or Caitlin could earn or anyone can earn. Um, and, and, you know, Paul's telling this to these people of Ephesus as well. Like, this is not something you could have earned. This is not something that you did. Um, this is not because of the life you lived before you knew Christ that you get to have this salvation. This is purely by the grace of God. This is purely a gift given to us, one that we don't deserve. Um, you know, it's like if you were like, let's imagine here um, that, you know, you're on Santa's nihilist. And you ask him for like, I don't know, like a bike with a jet engine, like something super ridiculous. And but you're on the nihilist, and so all you get for Christmas is coal. Like that's what we expect. That's like that's how it goes. You know, if you're on the nihilist, you get coal. You don't get what you want for Christmas. Well, God is a graceful God, and so even though we are, you know, not deserving of of salvation, He sends Christ to die to earn that from us. And, and I want to point out that the reason that Christ had to die for our salvation was because that was the punishment of sin. That's where we would have been had Christ not stepped in. We would have died, not just physically, but eternally. That's that's a death that never ends. And again, that just goes back to God's boundless grace. It, it's so deep. It's so amazing. Um, and, and I think, you know, this is just a really amazing section of verses right here, talking about that grace and pointing out the fact that we couldn't, um, we could not earn our salvation. It is something that, you know, but also, again, it shows, it's showing this church of Ephesus that there's nothing that they did to make them special. 
that before salvation they were just like the rest of mankind. I think that's something that we need to keep in mind because I think a lot of times we get this feeling of elitism or um, or higher upness as Christians. Um, we see ourselves as something greater than the rest of this world, and we're not. We simply are. We are just like everyone else, um, and we are just fortunate enough that we heard the message of God's grace, and, and that means that everyone deserves to hear that message. There's no one less deserving of that message. There's no one we should exclude this message from purely because we think maybe they don't deserve it as much as we did when we received it. Because, I mean, point in case, we were sinners. We were trespassers. We deserved hell. We don't have to go there now, and neither should the rest of the world. And, and we shouldn't think anyone should, and we shouldn't wish that upon anyone. So we should do everything in our power um, to, you know, change that for the world. I think that's a really um, just important thing to keep in mind. Um, well, with that, you know, uh, you know, comes that complacency that I was talking about earlier. When you get to thinking you're all higher up and that, you know, you, you're all this and you're all that and you know all this, but these people don't, then you're like, well, I'm too good to do that, mm. you know. I, I'm too good to have to go out and, you know, get my hands dirty for Christ. You know, I'm just going to, I'm going to stay back here because I know, I know what I need to know to get mm. by. And that's really dangerous. That's so, so dangerous as Christians is to thinking, is, is to being, and that's just selfish, you know. I know what I need in order for me to go to heaven. So why do I need to do anything else, you know? Yeah. And that is super, super scary. Mm. Yep, 100%. And, and that, a lot of that just goes down to recognizing that it's all by grace, and mm -hmm. that should push you to, you know, not get that complacency because it's a gift. You know, it's not something that, like, you didn't earn it, so you have no room to be complacent. So um, I think that's where we're gonna wrap it up. Unless, do you have anything else? No. Okay. Um, so yeah, um, don't be complacent. Um, just remember that it's only by grace. There's nothing you could do to earn salvation or. or the citizenship of heaven. Um, and uh, I guess we'll just close it with prayer. Uh, dear God, just, just thank you for this day. Thank you for this time that you've gathered us here. Um, I, I just want to pray that you just, you bless all the people who, who listen to this podcast um, uh, and just, you know, encourage them to, to remember that it's by your grace that we have salvation, not by our own actions. And there's nothing we could do to earn that. And, and that should encourage us to go and share that gospel, share that grace, and um, expand that kingdom. And I pray that you just keep us focused on that goal, um, and you keep us um, determined um, to do that, Lord. And, and I just, again, I just want to pray for everyone listening here, that you just bless their week, you bless their lives. Um, and I, I just want to thank you for the opportunity you've given me and Caitlin here um, to do this. Um, and, and I, I want to thank you for, for my salvation and, and for all the salvations that you've brought in this world, it's not something that we deserved. It's something that you wanted for us. And I, I thank you for that. I thank you for that grace and that mercy. Um, it's something that I will never truly understand. Um, but uh, all in all, Lord, I just want to thank you um, for the love that you've, that you've bestowed upon all creation, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.